0: All right, well that sucked. Philadelphia Union won Toronto FC three. Not what we were expecting from the boys after a uh after a good showing on the weekend, you know, after thumping DC uh three to one and you know, maybe giving people some hope in the supporters shield race, maybe, maybe not. Uh I don't know. But that was uh that was a. Uh, a turd right there, and uh, so we're going to we're going to talk about it the same way we talked about the uh, the you know Messi and Miami game the same way we did the kind of live pseudo reaction WIP ish kind of show where uh, we just kind of threw the link out and had uh, had people jump in and, and contribute because we got a lot of good feedback to that so I thought why why uh, why not do it again you know we're gonna do a WIP style we're gonna have a nice uh, you know post game session here as we talk about the game who we got here we got tj coming back what's good man you good going on kevin yeah i'm doing all right
1: yeah Uh, good man
0: we got uh (laughs) what do we got we got luke here too luke you there brother oh he's there somewhere i am thank you oh there he is there he is and uh we got uh hey is it evry is that how i say your name man i never knew how to say your name yeah it's evry Hey, what's good, man? Welcome and welcome to Sports Radio ninety four WIP. This is the, the Philadelphia Union uh, post game show. Listen, I don't have much to say. I mean, de- defending was uh, was comical tonight. I don't I don't really know what they were doing. It looked like they were just kind of going through the motions. They just didn't look like themselves. TJ, you go first, man. What's on your mind?
2: Um, I, I think the one trend, especially if you watch, you know, the Union throughout, I guess, Jim Curtin's uh, tenure, is when we play away from home it seems like we're just a totally different team every single time. Um, And obviously, like, in the playoffs, we've been lucky, uh, you know, in these big games where we, you know, we have home field advantage and they somehow find their form, uh, find these goals. But for me, especially with where they're at in the standings um, and putting in performances like that, uh, it's kind of concerning, um, especially at the end, you know, Jesus Bueno getting a red card, which I think was very deserved. Yeah. Um kicking at the guy like that, like, and then also, I mean, obviously, like touching the referee and that, that sort of conduct for me, is, it needs to go away. And I think Martinez, he's very prone to doing that as well. And obviously now he's going to be missing, what, three games, I think is a straight red. So I just think in terms of the performance, I guess, from the beginning, starting 11, um, obviously, I think Jim Curtin underestimated Toronto, uh, starting Bedoya, starting Leon Flock. I thought he should have started McGlynn again. Yeah, um, I, I mean I don't mind Bedoya, um, but I just think once again he got in form. He he had a goal against DC. Keep playing him. You know he's young. He he's yeah. one of our best technical players in the team. He knows how to control the game in the midfield, especially when he's floating out in wide spaces. Just play him. He, he's one of our best players
0: let him do his thing get him on the ball he's got a exactly. good level. But you know yeah i and listen to you know leon flock has to come out i, I think the thing that's frustrating like i don't i don't know if people what well, something i'm interested in hearing from you guys as well um as we go along with this is is interested if we if you were uh if you had any buy-in or any like real any thought that they'd really challenge for the shield you know i mean was that an expectation that anybody thought um if you're shaking your head, man, go ahead and, and tell me what you think. Did you, did you, after the leaks, here's, here's the macro level question I'm interested in. Say whatever you guys want to say about the game, but like macro level, did you think that they had any kind of shot at the shield or what were you kind of looking, looking forward to what was realistic over the last like eight or nine games here?
3: I mean, I, I think we're looking at home playoff and that, that's really the focus. I, you know, you look at the, the form of, of Cincy over the course of the season. I mean, they're on track to break new England's points record. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I with the the way that this team has been this season with the, you know, I guess we can even call it lack of depth. I mean, we loaned out half our midfield. Uh, Baribo's not fit to start yet. Like, there was no way that this team was pulling, uh, you know, second half of of 2022 out of their ass again to, to kind of, you know, bring themselves into the playoff race. Um, and it's I, I don't know. The the whole thing is frustrating because you look at some of the way we played. Like we've seen this before, especially you know, I was trying to look at, you know, if we can find like the number of mistakes leading to, to goals that guys have, like lessness have made this season. There's just so many instances, and I think you brought it up a couple of times on the podcast where it's like when we play the diamond midfield, Martinez gets pulled out of position because he's covering so much space. I mean he's one defensive midfielder, uh, and then you know yeah. center backs have to to step out. We saw in the back three loads of times of Damien Low, uh, and guys are just making like we're not making the same level of blocks that we were last season. The defensive line isn't stepping up.
0: Uh, no, they, they just seem to be a little yeah. The spacing does seem to be a little bit off. You know, Jose Martinez playing as a single pivot. You know, obviously if he gets pushed too far forward, then you kind of have to have the the shuttlers come back and um. You know, cover for them. Glesness seemed to be kind of snoozing, but, but, you know, a lot of the issues they're having too is on Bizo's side, where, you know, you get guys who've come in between that Bizo Glessness, uh, fullback center back gap. So that's an issue too. I'm just going to mute you real quick, Evie, just because I think there's something coming through on the, on the back end there. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's like, um, I, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't know. You, you could, you could go through each, uh, goal individually and break it down. I mean it's a podcast, you know, there's no visual medium here. But yeah, it just looked like they were not as as sharp. Uh you know, just not like dialed in as much as they as they normally are, you know, and that's the the frustration for me. Um Luke, you still up there, man? What do you got?
4: Yeah, I'm here. Uh yeah, full disclosure, I didn't I didn't get to the game until about sixty minutes, but I do wanna, you know, just reiterate what TJ said. It's like I, you play great at home. Home is a fortress, okay, but at some point, we got to figure out how to play away games. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I was thinking, like I said, I, I started at the 60th minute, and I was just thinking about Seno and like, do we have anybody off the bench? And I think the closest thing we have to off the bench has been Bedoya coming in late lately. I think he's had two goals off the bench in the last three games. Maybe I can't can't quite remember, but um, like, did any like. I would have loved to see a goal just to come back. I know, I know Gleznas, it sounds like had a real stinker, but whatever. Um, but, but do we have any confidence that anybody's going to score a goal coming off the bench right now, unless it was Bedoya in the last couple games? No, I mean, no.
0: And like Torres
4: was supposed to be that guy. And <laughs> I mean, look at what happened there. Also, uh, he was fouled before that card. He was fouled. Oh, so. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, no. I'm
4: sorry, not not Torres. uh, uh, no, Puedo, Pueyner, was yeah, was before yeah. that, but yeah, but yeah, don't, but,
0: don't even get me. I I know. I know. And I was like, I, I yelled at somebody on Twitter cause I was annoyed, but it's like, I, I don't, I like, he picks up the ball at the edge of the box and he's just sort of stood up by two guys. And so he decides to turn around and just start to dribble away towards but, the, yeah he lost uh, the
4: ball, like right in the box at one point, <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah,
0: he froze. Think, of think of something better to do than that. At least turn around and lay it off, let somebody clip a clip, clip a cross in or something like that. I don't know. It's like, I don't blame him. I, I he did get like like kind of hacked there at the end, but you know, you're frustrated at the end of the game. You got to keep your cool, you know. It's you yeah, know, I get it. I, I don't know. Gleeson, you know, had some of those moments like in his first year where he just kind of seemed to like turn off, you know. He'd have these brain farts where it looked like he wasn't like totally paying attention or he wasn't like really completely ready for the for for what was going on, you know. And it looked that way in some of those cases tonight. I mean, I I don't know. There there's plays too where like you kind of get where where Baizo or the fullback or whatever whoever the fullback is, right back, left back, when you got somebody off of you on your outside shoulder who's not really involved in the play, you, you know, when, you're, when you when when that person's coming in, um, you know, there's gotta be communication on the pass off, right? Like he's gotta know, like, hey, I'm le- I'm letting this guy come on my inside shoulder. You gotta know he's there. Cause they got gapped way too easily by Sorio you know, on that one. And I don't know, this doesn't seem to be as good communication over there when Mbizo's playing over there next to Glessis versus, like, Harriel playing over there, you know what I mean? And, and olivia has got those defensive, um, you know, liabilities that kind of rear their ugly head more often than not when he's out there versus when Harriel's out there. Uh, anyway, let's go back to the phones, shall we? We got Alex from, uh, from Starfinder uh, joining us. Let me just unmute you, brother. Oh, you chose to mute yourself. Uh, see, hit that on button. but yeah. there you go. So hey, there you go. What's so, up? No, I hey, think you hey, unmuted yourself. Well, I yeah, muted you at the same time. What's yeah. up, man? Welcome in. What's going on? Thanks.
5: So I was trying to think about your your macro question because other, I mean, I could you know, go crazy thinking about each individual goal. I mean, it's each one was a comedy of errors. But the the macro you know, way that I think about it is that we're seeing two things this year. We're seeing a a lot of guys regressing to you know who they are. You know, a lot of guys last year had, you know, maybe their best year that they're ever going to have in terms of consistency, healthiness, et cetera. And the other thing we're seeing is that when you play a style that's based on effort and cohesion, uh, this, you know, and Jim talks about this, Jim talks about how the margins are so thin when things go the little, you know, a little bit wrong, you don't have possession or skill to fall back on.
2: You know, all you have
5: is yeah. effort. And against a good team, I mean, Toronto is a skilled team. Yeah. So you can effort as much as you want at Toronto. And they seemed, to, you know, they kept the ball you know, after after they kind of decided after, to, to play after the first five minutes. Uh, they were not thrown very much at all. You know, and, and if you think back to the D.C. game, I mean, D.C. kind of handed the union the game in the first 10 minutes. But anytime, anytime a team is comfortable on the ball, you know, not afraid of the press, uh, you know, if the union don't get a set-piece goal or, or, or make something else happen, they look pretty toothless. And so, you know, the, the defensive mistakes tonight were, were unfortunate and uncharacteristic. But I'm much more concerned that we don't seem to have any kind of creativity from the midfield stripe forward. And that's, that's my macro. Issue that I yeah. feel like we've
0: seen all season. Yeah, it's a fair take. I, you know, it's it's fine too because you know they play the diamond. You know, they got uh, it's a defensive shape. It always has been. You know, team defense first. You know, win the ball back and and go and transition. You know, and there's a lot of times where the ball just kind of going over Daniel Goshdog's head. You know, um, but sometimes I sit there and think I'm like, man, I wish there was a way he could just like sort of grab, grab the game and like impact it. You know, or influence <laughs> it, or like take it over. You know, what I mean, I, I don't know if he can do that in the shape, but you know, even if he played something like a more you know, aggressive looking like four three three or four two three one or something like that, where where you were on the front foot and you had a lot of the ball. I mean, to see that kind of player, you know, I'm not totally sure. Um, well,
5: that, that I, I think it, 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 I don't know who off the volley FC is. Uh, TJ think, yeah uh, was saying before. You know, McGlynn's the only guy on the team who has any chill. You know, who has any ability to like get the ball, yeah. take a half a step, you know, give it back to somebody, get it back, and just try to keep things. Under control. I, I understand that the the, the sort of the you know, the four four the, the diamond you know verticality game is just get the ball forward as fast as you can every single time, and even though it looks ugly 99 times, maybe you'll score on the hundredth. Uh, you know, so so I get it. And last year we saw how well that can work when everything's going right.
0: Yeah, but- I, just, I, I think it's funny because it's like I don't know who said it, but there was this famous line about Clint Dempsey like ten years ago. I don't know if it was somebody from the national team or whatever but they were talking about his great creativity and flair. And they were like, "Well, he just tries shit," you know. I mean, like, well, I, who, I, and who, I think. Yeah. Who, so who is, the problem I mean, like, is the union. The union just yeah. keeps
5: trying the same shit over and over and over again. Right? <laughs> well, different a different kind of trying. No, yeah, and and, and of last story. year, I think last you know, the, there's now a book on the union. I mean, that's the difference between last year and this year. Last yeah, but year, but you know
0: what it is, man. I mean, you kind of said it like right at the beginning. And this is that this is kind of like the uh, if you could put an umbrella over top of this season and just refer to refer back to it every single time we have this conversation, it's like. They ran it back with a team that put up historic numbers last year. You know, should should we not in hindsight now have all been naive to think that they were going to replicate anything close to what they did last year? I mean, these guys all had like career years, like historic years. Um, did Did we think they were going to get anywhere close to 72 goals and, you know, only conceding? However, many, you know, and then did J- they J- bring in Ty Baribo, Ber- right? And, you know, apparently he's still in preseason. It's like, you can't even get him like 20 minutes off the bench in a
5: game so where we'll look at, at per- look at Perea. Yeah. Per- Perea, you know, was, was a, a f- yeah. complete, you know, flop. Torres had the, you know, Torres had the best 10 seconds of his life in his first 10 seconds of, <laughs> on the field. Yeah. I know, I know, yeah. And uh, no, it's, it, it, I, I was a 100% in favor of running it back. And, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, now it looks kind of, like fool- looks uh foolhardy.
0: Here's, here's, here's what's funny. Cause we did the, we talked about the stupid Greek mythology thing last week. And I was like, given the example of the guy who pushes the boulder up the, up the, uh, hill you know and then the boulder comes down and it lands in his in his face again and i've <laughs> uh, like another greek myth i'll give you another greek mythology comparison that dude uh who had the eagle come and like eat his liver every time right you know i feel like that's what the <laughs> union are i feel like you get you get to this <laughs> i feel like my liver regrows just in time for the semi final of the next competition and then the eagle comes and like eats it again you know la three nothing Miami 4 1. It's, it's like they hit they they get the, to these spots, man, but then it's just like they it's like I was saying last time. It's like it's not it's not just that they're like hitting the ceiling, it's that they're like like smashing their head on the ceiling. You know, it's almost it's it's their their best and their worst is kind of it's weird how far apart it can be sometimes, you know, like very, very high ceiling, but also like the floor is pretty low and they don't play well.
5: Yeah, because have- it's it's all because it's all it's all based on on you know I mean you know, all yeah. those all those cliches that we love to tout when they're going well, you know grit and effort and yeah, yeah. uh yeah. you know like that's all great but if you know there's not there's not a lot underneath that when you're when you're playing you know on the road after I mean I've I lost track of how many games they've had but I think yeah you know I mean I think you can also chalk some of tonight is just fatigue you know from like they're still on that. They're still in the same cycle with the League's Cup grind.
0: They've probably been spitting fumes this, this entire time. Let me um let, let me ask you guys this. Let me throw it back to TJ here. Um, when they lost to Miami, but then they came back and they clobbered Monterey's reserves <laughs> and qualified for the Champions League, Champions Cup, excuse me. Um, and then they beat DC three to one. We'll include both of those together. Did that do anything for you? Or were you still Annoyed by the Miami loss and just kind of the the expectations for the season, did that did that did that mute the those next two games for you? So
2: obviously, in terms of, so I went to the Monterey game live and I knew like you know they were going to be playing their reserves, so I I expected you know, a thrashing. You know, I, I predicted five nil, um, and I think of what was it like three three nil. So yeah, in terms of I guess expectations, you got to look at it through the realistic lens of. You know, Messi is now in MLS, right? And this is the standard now that's in MLS. You got him, you got Busquets, and you have Jordi Alba just, you know, clowning teams. You know, like like the goal against Red Bull. Um, the, uh, yeah, the last goal where like you know Alba did like a bicycle kick to Messi. Messi cuts it back, finds an impossible ball to oh, the crazy
1: pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: but yeah, in, in terms of I guess the DC result, it didn't it didn't move me at all. Um, because once again, I know this whole season, the, the, the whole moral of the, of the story is they're just inconsistent. You know, you, one day, you know, it's heads, one day it's tails. So in terms, unless obviously going into the final stretch of the season, if they can find consistency where they either it's away from home, they get draws or to get some wins or at home, they continue their great form, getting some wins in, in a, in a very dominant fashion. That's when I can start getting, you know, I guess excited for the playoffs and yeah, hope, yeah. You know, hoping that they can
0: continue their form. I got to be honest, man, because I was, you know, after they lost to LA and they crashed out in the second leg of the Champions League semifinal, I don't think I recorded for like a month and a half. Mm. I don't think I did a, a show because I was just like, Yeah, like, you know, that, now what we got a slog of a regular season for a little bit when they were that close, you know? So it's almost like, yeah, the expectations are justifiable, you know, but then it kind of like, you know, when they get to that, you know, hit that ceiling again, to use that analogy for the 40th friggin' time. I mean, it's just like the stuff that comes after it doesn't really do much for me. It's like, look, if you went back, if I told everybody at the beginning of the year that they were going to finish third place in the League's Cup and they were going to qualify for the Champions League. I think everybody sitting here on this show right now would have been happy with that. Right. But it's, it's not it's not that in a vacuum. It's the circumstances under how it happened. Right. The fact that they got played off the field by a Miami team who quite frankly wasn't would probably didn't even get into third gear in that game. And the fact that they qualified because Monterey threw out a bunch of their backups. Yep. You know? and, and they didn't have to play a single game, they didn't have to play a single game on the road. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not it's the, not the end result, it's the path that got you there, which I think is a little deflating, which is why it's the most classic thing that I, that we play on this show. It's the question that I ask more than anything. It's like are you are you like glass half full right now? Are you glass half empty right now? Are you Philadelphia, right now? Are you negative? Are you neutral? Are you somewhere in between? Ivery, you pick it up. Then.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I think I would consider myself a fairly positive Delphia guy. But I think you look at the pattern of play. Like the game that we played against Columbus very beginning of the season, right? I think gave the blueprint to basically everybody how to play against us. It's you give us the ball and you press. We don't know what the hell to do with it. Because both center backs look uncomfortable playing out the back at times. The only one aside from uh, Brujo, who can hit a cross field pass, is McGlinton, and he never plays in like the you know Meduyanin, Pirlo Regista role or whatever. So it's one of those where you go, okay, we we're beating the teams we're supposed to be beating, right? You know, we should have beaten Monterey, we did it. We should have beat DC probably by more goals than we did. That, that second half was kind of a mess. I, you know, d- does the rest of the regular season even matter? Like, we, you know, secure a home playoff game and then hope we get as many games on the, you know, at home with our crowd as we possibly can because, I, I you know, I don't really see this team winning on the road in the playoffs, especially if you're, you're coming up against, you know, a Cincinnati who Pat Noonan has the the, the freaking book on how to a, a Jim Curtin team.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hey, let me get some of these other guys in here. Sorry, I didn't realize we had more people on the stream. I, I can't. I got to scroll down on the on the bottom of the thing. I'm trying to engineer and do all this shit at the same time here. Thomas, what's up, man? What do you how want you to say? There.
1: Good, Thomas, man. Good with with everything you guys are saying. It was a rough game for sure. But isn't this like how Philadelphia sports are for all the teams for the most part? You know, we're one day good, one day bad. <laughs> and
0: uh, <laughs> well, Philly, Philly's fans are like disappointed that they lost like their first game out of like whatever <laughs> against the Angels today. It's like they're not going to win all of them, man. It's like Jesus, Jesus, you know. So it,
1: we're just constantly, we, I feel like we're always playing down, you know, playing down to uh, it, it, this was a game that we not just should have won, but you know, kind of needed to win, and uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It, it is. It's been like a roller coaster. I think you put it out there, um, the the meme where it was like, you know, the peaks and valleys, but they're not peaks and valleys. It's like a sharp. It's uh, like falling and off a, a cliff. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, this is way, 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 way low, way low today. Which, yeah, um,
0: that's why it just bothers me, man. I, I got to admit, man, I'm still annoyed by the messy thing because I watched the way that Nashville played him and. um I don't know. What was the final score? Was that a nil nil tonight? Did yeah, nothing, played? nothing.
1: There's was nothing okay. exciting. Nothing, nothing game you'll ever watch. Yeah, and I'm
0: like, Jesus! I'm like, man, this is what the Union should have, should have, how they should have played them. You know, I can't, I can't just turn it back around and say like, well, okay, on to the next one. You know, like I'm still annoyed by that because that was that's that Union team that played against Miami was not the Union team that we that we know. You know, and so that and that's a frustration. So that's why the Monterey thing doesn't do much for me when you attach all the necessary caveats, right? I mean, again, League's Cup, we're all happy about it, you know, Champions Cup qualification. But again, they didn't play a single game on the road. Every single game was at home. They beat Monterey's backups together. So, you know, I I, I think like I don't think I think if you guys read Crossing Broad, or just listen to this, you know I'm pretty pragmatic about these kinds of things. But I think that I think some Negadelpia is justified every so often. I mean it it just means that you're, you know, adhering to expectations as they as they should be, you know. Um Billy, are you talking, man? Or are you just sort of hanging out? I think he's just kind of hanging out. We got Kevin here, though. Kevin, what's up, man? Can you hear us, brother?
5: Oh, we got yeah, can crickets. You guys hear me? Yeah, we got literal, literal crickets. Actual cricket.
0: <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying a cigar on my patio right now. That's why I'm kind of dark. Oh, that's all right. That's all right, man. You're uh, you're on the uh, what are we calling this? The post game show. I don't know. You're on the post game show. Go ahead. I don't know. Just like, what what's up with the defense? We can't get the three in the back right. We can't get the the flat four right. It just seems
3: like uh, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing after playing together so well last year.
5: It was really frustrating.
0: I'll tell you one one thing, and this is kind of like inside. This again, it's a podcast. I can't like pull up the telestrator here or whatever. But you know, on that second goal, I think they gave up on the ball, ball that was played behind Kai Wagner. You know, when they're playing in the in the the diamond and the shuttlers are kind of narrow because they're, they're kind of clogged in the middle there and they don't have natural wingers. I think sometimes they can be susceptible to, to, to reversals of the field where the ball is kind of played quickly over to, from one side to the other. And you saw McGlynn not really able to get over there. You know, that guy on that side can kind of step up into the pocket and can play that ball on the channel behind Kai Wagner, you know? So Jack Elliott steps up pretty aggressively because he thinks Wagner's beat gets a foot on it and deflects it. But glassness and, and, and Bizo, yeah, on those weak side kind of backside rotations, they just seem to be not communicating with each other, asleep at the wheel, just a lack of urgency, you know? I mean, we've seen that with Bizo before where it's like when you're a defender, you got to have this, like, tick in your head where it's like, oh, shit, I just got it, like, danger, 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 this spider sense just to get the ball out of there. He doesn't have that, right? I mean, and if he's going to let the guy go, he's got to be yelling at Jacob Glesson and say, shoulder, 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 right? And then he's got to turn his head around and say, hey, I know who's coming here. So that's how you handle those gaps. That's the toughest kind of thing to do because you're passing off an assignment on a bang-bang kind of play. But, yeah, I mean, Glesson is just, you yeah, know, that wasn't the defender of the year that we saw, you know. So um, I don't know. It's just kind of – that's the frustration. I mean, because this team is like, you know, they're going to score goals as a team and they're going to cobble together some ugly-looking stuff, but they should always be solid defensively. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Luke, uh, let me come back to you, man. What do you make of all that stuff?
4: yeah I don't, I don't know what else to say at this point um i think <laughs> most most of these folks have said it all um uh but uh, you asked the question is uh, if i told you that they'd get third place and they get a champions league it's not called that anymore but whatever they get a spot i, mean, I hate the PC. champions what,
0: what the fuck is the Champions? it is so Club stupid right? i'm gonna call right. champions league until i
4: die um but, like, no, I wouldn't be happy with that because of the way everything went down. I'm like, oh, congratulations, you beat DC. Oh, congratulations, you beat Monterey's Reserves. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do wonder, and I hate to do this just because, you know, I, I love this team. I love these players. But I think about the time I followed this team and the upgrades we've made at different positions. And, like, what are you seeing as our, our weakest link? Like, right now and if if you were going to change something where would you look to
0: weakest link right now well i think it's probably second striker striker number two right i mean ua's been okay at times this year but if you're going to upgrade any position on the field right now assuming that mcglynn was like your starter at, at uh, left side Shudler, it would be either uh ua's spot or you know moving on from bedoya assuming that he's you know um you know, kind of at the end here. Right. I mean, yeah. Shouldn't he be coming off the bench at this point? Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's time. I I don't look, I I don't, I mean, it's, he's had a great career. I mean, he's played a ton of games or whatever, but it's not, I don't think it's um, a hot take to say that he's lost a step, you know? I mean, he's clearly lost a step. You talk about the two goals he scored coming off the bench. They were both like right place at right time. Kind of put, put, you know, pick up on the scraps, you know? So I'm not, I'm not going to call him like the second coming of, uh, I don't know, who's who's a good super sub back in the day, uh, the semi center from Fenerbahce or something. There's a, deep, there's a deep pool for everybody, you know. <laughs> uh, like he's not going to come out and score bangers for you, you know. I mean, he's a good option to have off the bench. I don't know if Ali can go, can go 90, you know. Um, so to answer the question, I would say Ua, or at least, you know, just bolstering the, the striker uh, core. And, uh, you know, right-sided shuttler. Um, and then maybe making the decision and right back. You know, if Mbizo yeah. still wants out, have we got a report about that? Has anybody, have you guys seen anything about like, does he still want to transfer? Or that was, you know, maybe Harry, was, maybe Harry, the guy. I don't know, Alex, I don't know if that was you who's DMing me the one time or somebody made the point of like, look, if you're going to choose between those two, I mean, don't you just go with Harry, set piece threat? Yeah.
5: I, I mean, I've, I don't know if I DMed it to you, but I, I do find that he's more consistent. You know, yeah. he, may, he may, he may not give you. The super hot play offensively, but he's not going to get beat defensively in the same yeah. way uh, that Ibiza was. And yeah, he's the best guy in the air they have.
3: I mean, uh, not to be a stats nerd or anything like that, but you look at the FB ref comparison, and I mean, it's it's like they're miles apart defensively. It's genuinely insane. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, no, it's and it's look. I mean, it's always you know that that discussion was always a combination of. Well, it was always the question of what does what Olivier provides. How how do I phrase this? Uh, What Olivier provides going forward, is that equal to or better than or less than what Hariel gives you defensively, right? I mean, that was always the question we were asking ourselves, right? It's just a simple question of balance, attacking versus defensive balance. Um, And Baizo, we always thought was the better crosser of the ball who could get forward and kind of knock the ball around Bedoya and whomever else up there, right? Um, but L has emerged as this set piece threat. Who like, and that uh, you have to consider that in the equation. I mean, now now it's not just like what does Olivier provide attacking that L can't. I mean, Harriell's set piece threat might be more valuable than whatever Mbizo can do on the flank, you know, crossing the ball in, and maybe that helps make your decision. Of I look, I don't know how the Union feel about this this transfer request. Right, I mean, the only news that we heard about it was like, okay, he wants out because of his family. I get it. So be it. You know, more power to you, man. But Harrell, maybe him him being a legit threat on set pieces, maybe that the union think about it and they say, all right, maybe this makes our decision easier. You know, because um, quite frankly, they should be better. They should be better. I, the the center backs are not that are are not amazing offensive aerial threats. Um, I mean, look who they were targeting. Hey, look who they've been targeting on set pieces for the last five years, Bedoya. At, at the near post.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not even like, they don't even kind of play that way where you kind of just put it out there and let your center backs go up and attack it. Right? You, you they, can, they, you they can always out
5: tell out. when one of these announcers doesn't watch the union because they always talk about what a threat Jack Elliott is in the air because they kind of look at the team and they say, well, which is the tallest guy? Like, that's the tallest <laughs> guy. He's the aerial threat.
0: But, but, they watched uh, MLS Cup <laughs> Final. That was a- <laughs>
5: I'd ra- I mean, I'd rather serve it to Harriel, you know, 10 times out of 10.
0: No, uh, it, it, yeah, it's interesting, but I just, again, it's like, I, I try to, you know, I, I kind of, I come back and I look at it in like, like chunks. Right. I, I think that like baseball is a good comparison here. A sport that's played at the same, um, at the same time. Right. I don't, I think if you, you know, get on Twitter and have a reaction to every Phillies game over the course of one you're going to drive yourself crazy. You know, you got to kind of block it up into series. Hey, they won the series against the angels. They looked pretty good doing it tonight. It was whatever. You know, um, I think you kind of gotta do that with with the union as well, because we can easily go on the roller coaster back and forth of yay, with the you know, they qualify for the champions cup. Oh, they just got their ass kicked by Miami, you know, and you can ride you can ride that that roller coaster. But um I, I think basically if I'm trying to recalibrate for the for the rest of the year, um you know, get yourself into you it's not out of the it's not crazy to expect them to, for the expectation to be finished second in the East. You know, it's not, I mean, let's just, since he's going to run away with it, let's just all admit that and accept that right now. Okay. So what's the next best thing. Right. And that's the problem when you have, you're playing five different competitions at once. You you try to compete in all of them. You're not seemingly not prioritizing one over the other. And so they come up just short in each one of them. You know, it makes you wonder if they had kind of, put all their eggs into the champions league basket or the league's cup basket or whatever, if it would have turned out differently. But, um, you know, again, maybe that, maybe that's just their ceiling, you know?
5: Well, well I think, the, I mean, the, I mean, the question really, I mean, the league's cup I think was successful because it got us into the champions league for next year. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what the union does, what, what the union does to prepare for that, you know, in terms of talent, it, you know, in the off season is an interesting question. Because it doesn't mean but,
0: anything if they qualify but, for the Champions League again, but then Jay Sugarman doesn't spend any right, money,
5: right? Right. But yeah. but for this season, you do. I think you bring up a great point, Kevin, which is, you know, we're not going to catch ca- catch Cincinnati. The team is kind of on fumes. You know, guys are pulling up with injuries, like half those half injuries, all the time, all over the place now, mm-hmm. uh, and you wonder like, I don't think Jim's the guy to rotate the team heavily and to try to get them fresh for the playoffs, though. But it's it's something to think about.
3: Yeah. Lonnie, you have, uh, you know, I I know we can't really give much stock to it, but, like, I look at some of the guys in U2 right now who are on first-team contracts. Like, Jeremy Raffanello is banging in freak-it goals on a weekly basis, and Anthony Sorensen is playing as a left-footed right-back and, like, leading that team in, in, you know defensive actions and, and still getting forward like do you give some of these kids a look at some point in time
2: yeah and you also got a guy from south africa as
3: well
0: They just brought as the center
3: back. yeah the center back yeah it's
0: awesome yeah, yeah. I, I i here's what i kind of wonder i like to think big picture here i wonder if like you know toronto has still has Insigne and bernard and john herdman's coming in right um you know uh, maybe new york red bull uh, maybe lafc make the uh, renewed push or maybe the galaxy decide hey we're gonna go back to the beckham and keen and landon donovan approach of you know 10 years ago or whatever i wonder if the messy thing pushes the 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 haves not the have nots it pushes the haves to make these huge investments again and then the union are still trying to play money ball money money ball works in this mls but you know if toronto says hey we got to keep up with miami if la says hey we have to keep up with miami if new york says we got to do that then where are the union yeah that's my only that's my only concern because i think like like you can say what you want to say about jim um yeah you know, especially like that lineup that he put out there at the leagues cup semifinal right um but jim in my mind is kind of like andy reid Right. I mean, like, or he's like Arsene Wenger, maybe even towards the end of like his Arsenal tenure. I mean, who are you going to go out there right now and get who's a, who's a pure upgrade from, from Jim, not, not with, you know, like Pacchettino, notwithstanding, right? They're not going to go to Europe and get like Carlo Ancelotti to, to coach the union, right? So I think what I'm trying to say here is I think extending Jim and extending Ernst is probably the right move, you know, but, but if they don't, if they don't, if, if it's still Jay Sugarman there and he's still trying to play money ball. And, you know, or they're going to try to run it back for a second straight year. But I mean, like at some point you got to make the splash, right? Because there's enough evidence. I feel like I say this every podcast, but there's enough evidence to say like you are right there, man. Like you're right there. So all, all the only thing that's missing is that last bit of investment. You know what I mean? So it's almost like you can't, you, you have to put, you have to have all three of these pieces working together. You got the sporting director in place. You got a good coach. Hey, if, if the investment's not there, then the, the other two can't, the other two are, 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 have reached their ceiling if they don't have that third piece you know you can't you can't move on with two just two of them or just one of them yeah
5: well it's like you know you say we're that you're almost there well the there just changed you know like yes so so we got there last year uh and i don't think i mean we're not operating at the level we were last year but we're not that far off of it. but you just summed
0: up i just spoke for like five minutes and you summed it up in one sentence (laughs)
5: there
0: has changed yeah I guess there is different. Like, it's, like, it's, like the, the, the
5: goal, it's like the goalposts have
0: moved, literally. Not in a Twitter argument kind of way. Like the goalposts literally are moving because they
5: went and got in, I mean, New York is on New York. Both New York teams are now under unbelievable pressure to step it up. You know, the, yeah, abuse, yeah, the, like, the, the abuse the Red Bulls got last week, which was totally deserved, uh, you know, puts them in a, you know, they've got to make a big upgrade. That's right. Does that
1: put does this uh, tonight and where New York's at put a a ton of pressure on Sunday, or is it there regardless?
5: (laughs) Not to mention Jim Jim's comments about New York, right?
1: Yeah, because I mean I I, I'm feeling the pressure for Sunday like more than I was going. I was excited for Sunday. Now after that, I'm I'm kind of like oh. And, like we really need to score early and go crazy on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Cause I think, so let me read, let me read out the standings as they are now. I, I think all the games are final at this point, but I'm just reading the live here. So since he's at uh, first place on 57, New England with 46, Orlando 44, Philly with 43, Columbus with 42, they're still playing Atlanta with 41, and Nashville with 39. So, I mean, yeah, again, it's like, I, I like you can sit there and say, oh, they're right there. They're, you know, they're in good, good spot to, uh, you know, to finish second or third here. But again, that's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that are separated by seven points, you know? Wow. So, I mean, the difference, that's the difference, the difference between third and seventh right now, actually, is is only five. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crucial, man. And they got some tough games coming up down the stretch. So, um I don't know. I think that's a good point, you know? Uh f- I mean, and yeah, the stuff that Jim <laughs> said about New York last time, like... You know, I don't know. You don't want to give them any bulletin board stuff. I, I don't know. I just, um, I would have rather that. Again, like I'm sure everybody would have taken this trip. I would have taken one trophy. You know, this year I would have taken the Leagues Cup trophy and swapped it for, any exchange, like just for missing the playoffs entirely. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, man. Just because I think I think going into, I, I think they need that second trophy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that's what it is. I can't because I can't. You can go back and you can, ten years from now. And you can go look at Philadelphia union Wikipedia and you can see a 2020 supporter shield, 2023 leagues cup champion, or you can see a 2020 supporter shield, 2023 champions league, you know, winner. Right. And that says it right there. You know, when I go back now, 10 years from now, I'm trying to tell the average Philly sports fan about how good the union were during this stretch. I got to say, well, they lost in MLS cup at the very end, but they scored 72 goals that year. Or, you know, they lost in the semifinals, but they made it to like three semifinals, you know? So I don't want to have to explain all that stuff. Like I, I like the trophy tells the story, you know? And that's just I feel like they're good. I feel like they're good enough for it. You know, I don't I don't think that's a crazy kind of thing. You know, I, I wish I had a better example, but I always go back to that Phillies thing where it's like twenty ten was fun, twenty eleven was fun, twenty twelve was fun, but they you know, each year they got one step. They, they came up one step shorter in the playoffs, you know, it was like NLCS, NLDS, you know, and then out, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I just worry about them not being able to keep pace. I think Alex is right when he said when he talks about, you know, it's like the, what like they've overachieved right, right now. Right. But then when the big boys start spending again, because they realize they got to keep up with Messi, then where does a scrappy overachieving money ball team fall? You know, like it, you know, Is that sixth place? Is that seventh place? So, I don't know. I'm interested to see what Jay Sugarman does. Because, again, getting into the Champions Cup doesn't mean anything if they don't make the required investment, right? And then we just saw this year what happens when you don't make the required investment. So, if they do that two seasons in a row, then isn't it like the definition of insanity, right? Just doing the same thing that you just did and, and hoping for different results, you know? So, yeah. That's all I got. I mean, we're at 40 minutes now. I'll throw it out to to anybody else if you want to get a final word in here, a final thought.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I'll start to sneak. So, uh, to answer Luke's question, uh, he asked who, I guess, uh, what part of the team would you upgrade? Personally, I would upgrade the number 10 spot. I think guys that has let down the Union like this whole season a lot. I mean, a lot of his goals came from, I mean, penalties, penalties. And I, of the last time he had an open play assist. So, I mean, as his, I mean, according to his job, he's not doing his job, and he's making DP money right now. So I think, I mean, I guess it's a fan base, you know, and as a team, you got to look at, you know, potentially either finding another option there or maybe sliding uh, you know, Mimiclin M- M- up there. And, I mean, I think he'll f- succeed up there as well. So, um, yeah, I-, I guess that's my last thoughts. Uh, well, they
0: don't have uh, – somebody made the point in the chat, too, so I'm trying to read it over here, too. Who who plays D-Mid, um against hmm. New York? Uh, geez. I well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean it's, has Elliot, has Elliot a D teammate ever done anything for anybody? Uh, not particularly. Not
5: really. I, I, <laughs> can, I can see, I mean, maybe go back to the three at the back. Yeah, with Lil.
3: Yeah, Bedoya and uh. And McGlynn has the two mids in a, in a back five.
0: Yeah. That can be serviceable. Yeah, do like a double pivot in front of three center backs or something like that. Yeah. I mean, um, knowing
3: Jim, I feel like we'll see Matt Real in some capacity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, um, yeah, it was not ideal with Bueno, you know? I mean, I and just, also,
5: uh, and Martinez. I mean, yeah, that was just, yeah, he just got, he, he, uh, that was classic in, in, the, in the extra right. time.
0: Yeah, and then I see him laughing there, talking to uh, somebody at the end there. I, I had like a Buddy Ryan 19, 1990s WIP rage. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy laugh laughing about right now? <laughs> I get that way sometimes. I try to I try to be a uh, pragmatic, but the angry uh, WIP caller comes out every every so often. I guess. Um, well, all right. Anybody else want to say a final thing before we wrap up this uh, wrap it up here? Kevin, you unmuted. There's the crickets again. We'll get should we get should we just go out on the crickets here? Is that what we should do? It's very peaceful.
1: perfectly <laughs> timed again? That, that's basically all I have is crickets. <laughs> I was gonna ask about who's what's the lineup for Sunday.
0: Yeah. You, should, yeah. should we try to put it together? Carranza and Ua. Um Yeah. I think right.
1: mcglynn has gotta get the start, right? You think, right? He's yeah, he's got gotta. Yeah. Maybe on the- Yeah.
3: We could go Christmas tree.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it wasn't a big Christmas tree guy. I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing with like the two tens like never really I don't know. You gotta have two good tens before you even try play playing that, you know, it's just they kinda bump into each other and I don't know. That gives that brings me gives me PS, PTSD of like Shabilko up there doing nothing for eighty nine minutes.
3: Sorry, I was lived- Every time we played the Christmas tree against the Rebs, I was there in New England for those games.
0: <laughs> Shabilko does nothing for 89 minutes and then he scores like <laughs> a game winner in the 90th minute, you know? And you were just about to press tweet on that, like, what the fuck is Shabilko <laughs> doing? Uh, tweet, you know, and then you kind of uh, restrain yourself, but uh, yeah, Takes no, I mean, I was, uh, we'll see, I guess.
1: Takes you 10 minutes just to type Shabilko. No,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, thanks for jumping on everybody. That was a good therapeutic session. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback the last time I did this thing. So I'll just kind of open it up here and we'll do our own version of, uh, you know, 94 WIP. If WIP ever talked about soccer, I imagine this is what it would be, you know, (laughs) only, uh, only people actually know how to pronounce the player names. So that's probably the main, uh, the main difference here, you know, so we'll, uh, so we'll wrap it up. Maybe next time we do this, we'll have something more positive to, to talk about, uh, because last time we got blasted by Miami, and then you know a three-one loss in Toronto. So we're just going to roll the dice and hope that the next one is a uh, after a win here. But thanks for joining us, everybody. It's always soccer in Philadelphia. We'll see you next.